Well, good morning, everyone. It is Saturday. Um, it's getting close to March 1st already, and I uh, hope you guys are doing well. You know, a lot of you get today off. Hope you have a blessed day off, and uh, I know some of you have to work. Some of you have errands and chores to do, um, but praying that God, God's presence is just with you, that he blesses you, that you're strengthened, that you're given all your need, that you're given all you need from him today. Every good gift is from him after all, right? It's amazing. So so today is, again, it's Saturday. I told you guys, right, I'm going to go through the weekend as well um, doing these podcasts because I want to get to 100, right? I have a goal. I'm reaching towards the goal, like Paul said, right? But uh, to finish this, uh, to finish this thing. And uh, we are on, sorry, it's foggy this morning. Trying to make sure I'm driving carefully. All right. Um, we are on number 64 today. And number 64 is about the Bible. Uh, 64 is this. The Bible is your basis of truth, your your blueprint for life, and your instruction manual before leaving earth. Like, you know, it was years ago when I was a youth pastor that I think that one of the youth taught me that. Like, they said, you know what Bible means? I said, what? They said, Basic instructions before leaving Earth. <laughs> so I was like, that's, that's cool. Um, but it's true. The Bible is the basis of truth. Um, you have the most amazing resource at your disposal, like right now, like on your phone. You don't even need a physical Bible, which I always advocate for a physical Bible, um, especially at church. I recommend it. I, I, w- I would always, you know, I, w- I don't know. I just like using the, the Bible. The, I need skin pages, the feel of it. I just, to me, it's a, amazing. It's a comfort to just have a Bible. Anyway, uh, it, actually, yesterday when I was uh, going to the dentist, I was like, there's no Bible in here. There wasn't a Bible in my car, which usually I, I keep a Bible everywhere I'm at, you know, and every room in the house and uh, usually in the car. But I think my wife maybe had, had borrowed the car and grabbed the Bible for something. Uh, I was like, oh, man, but then I looked in the trunk. And then in the little box that has all the cleaning stuff for the car and tools, um, there were three Bibles. <laughs> so I was like, yes. So I grabbed a couple to put in the car. But I, I need, I want it. I need it wherever I am because uh, you never know when, when God puts a verse on your heart or when you need extra encouragement or uh, you need to align your perspective again or you need to you realign your priorities and it's like, and when those things happen, I want to grab the Bible. I want to grab the Word of God. I want to grab the resource that spiritually um, solidifies our faith. That's what I want to grab. That's what I want to look at. That's what I want to dig into. Um, and so the Bible is our resource. Now, here's an important thing to not do with the Bible. Now, the Word is a weapon. We know that, right? It's an offensive weapon that... And a defensive weapon, it's a weapon that you can yield in the spiritual battle while on this earth, right? That's what we do. Um, But you don't want to take the weapon and just start slashing away everyone and everything. You know what I'm saying? In other words, you don't want to be a Bible basher. You don't want to go out and just try to prove your point using the Bible, you know, and, and figuratively hit people over the head over it, metaphorically, and be like, Believe you're going to hell. You know you don't want to come at them and yell and use it as a a weapon in the wrong way. 
because that I mean that's there's such thing as that. And don't get me wrong, some brimstone and fire preachers they're great, they're biblical, and they're able to uh, be tactful in their words as well, but straightforward, and that's a good thing, right? But we're not called to just beat people over there with the Bible and say, you know what, just believe you, you're 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 dumb. You're you know, it's like there's a way to use the Word of God as a weapon that's not a biblical or a good way. Right? We want people to believe. <laughs> we want people to grow in their faith. We want people to get saved. First of all, I mean, we want souls saved. God wants souls saved, but. But we don't want to try to force them. We can ask them, hey, consider this. But we do it with grace. We do it with love. We still attempt to be peacemakers through that process of proclaiming the truth, right? We should. So we don't want to be Bible bashers. We don't want to use it as a weapon and yield it all over the place so people go, oh my goodness, what's wrong with them? That's not very Christian-like. Even unbelievers be, will be saying that. You know, you're like, all right, wrong heart there. But we want to use the word to help to lead our lives so God will speak to us. But we also want to use the word to help the souls that are lost, right? I mean, that that should be our goal. Um, it's the blueprint for our lives. So it's kind of like, are we basing our lives upon it? Are we walking in it? Are we going to it when things are difficult, right? That's that's where I need to go to, honestly. Like, there are moments I just crave the Word of God. And if I don't get it, I'll just keep craving. And I could slip off the road of God's will, and I do not want that. I mean, even the other day, you know, I I finished this this uh, real good book on missionary endeavors from the past and even the present, and it was just really good. I finished the book, and then I picked up the Bible afterward, and I read it, and it was like a couple verses from the Bible compared to a whole couple of chapters in that book. It just blew me away. The Bible verses just spoke loud and clear directly to my heart, you know, whereas the accounts of the missionaries was good and it was insightful and I guess inspiring but when I picked up the word of God and read a couple of verses I was like oh my goodness yes it was like it was like water on a you know humid southern day it was like cold water I guess they would say sweet tea around here but you know it was like a refreshing just just a couple of verses and I was like man just see right now, like, the power of God's Word, because this is God's love letter, his, again, his instruction manual, if you will, for believers, for those who follow him, and it's just, like, amazing, blew me away, but I get those things once in a while where I just kind of am in, in awe, I just astounded at you know, God's Word, and reminded how important and imperative it is to get in God's Word to stay in it, you know? And this is coming from, you know, I'm a pastor, right? I teach uh, at least twice a week, right? Midweek study and Sunday. So I'm studying all the time. I'm in the Word all the time. But there is something to say about your own individual devotion time and the time you're studying to teach. It's different. It is different. 
because sometimes God will give you, oftentimes God will give me an insight into, uh, okay, he wants me to share this in this way, in this fashion, um, with these verses uh, for the body of Christ, right, for the flock. And so that's what I do. Did it speak to me? Sure. But it's different than actually me digging in going, Lord, personally, what, how, how are you working on my heart? What are you doing in my life, Lord? Speak. You've got to stay in that personal devotion, quiet time. It's so imperative and important for our spiritual welfare, for our spiritual solidity, for our spiritual growth. All this to say, I mean, the Word of God is amazing, right? It's amazing. Really, it's what we base our life upon, and we can't we can't break it off from everyday life because it's what we're all about, right? I remember one time I did uh, premarital counseling with a couple, and the the girl was uh, the fiance was super hardcore believer, at least I thought so, you know, because she came to the prayer meeting, she just loved the Lord, she I mean she sought God all the time. But the thing is, her uh, the guy was an atheist. That's why I was just astounded. Like, why, why does she want to get married to an atheist? You know, come to find out, there's a whole backstory. But anyway, he was kind of saying, "Yeah, can we do the marriage counseling with all the without all the Bible God stuff?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> that's the whole point of this marriage counseling. Because if you're not going to do marriage biblically, then it's not going to be good." That's not going to be how God designed it, in other words. And so he was, that was the first and last meeting with them, too. Um, I think they got married anyway, but sadly. But um, but it's the basis of reality for humanity. And, you know, specifically believers, because we understand its value. Remember the Word of God. Remember its value on and in your life, you guys. And hey, I hope you have a great Saturday. God bless you guys, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.